0: I've been a teacher for 30 years. This is not anything that I had any experience with, nothing I ever intended to do. I wasn't even a dog person.
1: I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today on Dog Words, our guest, Russell Clothier, tells the story of Shep's Place Senior Dog Sanctuary. A puppy reminds us that dogs are better than us, and we have some important tips for owners of senior dogs. In each episode of Dog Words, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us. And they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love this podcast. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Please subscribe, rate, and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships. Then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. And be sure to check out the archived episodes of Dog Words. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Now a reminder that dogs sometimes are just better than us. This from a story by Carrie Burrows of WLOS News. The Macon Funeral Home in Franklin, North Carolina has a very special grief counselor. Moki is an eight-week-old Bernese mountain dog who loves people, loves to sleep, and is on track to be the funeral home's first therapy dog. Moki's owner, Tori McKay, says the pup already seems to have an innate sense for comforting people. The goal is for Moki to both work funeral visitations when families request her and visit nursing homes in the evening. As a breed, Bernese mountain dogs are very loyal, affectionate, and gentle, despite their size. With their kind disposition and laid-back personalities, they have a history of being excellent therapy and support dogs. The Alliance of Therapy Dogs website notes that therapy dogs have the innate ability to sense a person's emotional needs and act on them with unconditional love. Since those who are grieving may experience many of these emotions, therapy dogs make the perfect companion to help ease anxiety and confusion of death. A recent study done by scientists at Washington State University showed that after interacting with animals, students had a significant reduction in the stress hormone cortisol. Moki doesn't officially start training until she's six months to a year old, but Tori is already training her and socializing her at the funeral home. And you know she's going to be great at this, because she's a dog. If you have a story to share about how dogs are better than us, use the submission form on the podcast page at rosiefund.org. Today, we're excited to welcome Russell Clothier to Dog Words. Welcome, Russell. Hi there. Russell started and operates Shep's Place. Russell, tell our listeners what Shep's Place is.
0: Well, Shep's Place is a, it's a house. It's an old house here in Independence, and we have renovated it. And we look for senior dogs in shelters or rescues who have already had the opportunity to be adopted but people have just left behind so they're kind of languishing in the shelters and you know all of these dogs originally had homes they're older and now they're stuck in the shelter and we want to give them a home-like place to live so we take them move them here and they live in the house and the volunteers are like their family
1: listeners might notice in the background there is some activity going on you can hear people you hear dogs that it's not what one might typically expect of a shelter walking in and seeing rows of kennels. There's a handsome dog walking uh, by me right now. Hi, Gatsby. A
0: black Labrador Gatsby. A lot
1: of them are just roaming free. What is sort of your philosophy of the setup where well, it's non traditional. Yeah,
0: Well, right. We want them to be able to just live openly in the house like a normal dog. That's what they were used to, and uh, they were stuck in the shelter. We want them to get back to a home-like environment. So yeah, they live together. They just wander around, and sleep on the couch, jump on the chairs. We have play yards and go outside and play. Most of these dogs being older just like to sleep a whole lot and have people around them uh, taking care of them and giving them attention and treats and playing with them. I have walked into shelters many
1: times and you're usually greeted immediately by a round of barks and howls (laughs) that one dog barks and everybody else gets worked up. Uh I walked in, there were three dogs right at the door eager to greet me, no barking. There was another dog behind a Dutch door Mm -hmm. who was kind of concerned and barked a few times, Mm -hmm. but not at all what you typically experience walking into the shelter with that cacophony of barking oh, so yeah. I think it's probably lower stress for these dogs.
0: Well, yeah, it's meant to be. I mean, this is their home and so they live here and uh occasionally when a guest like you comes in, they'll say what's going on, but uh you know, most of the time they're just uh hanging out and being themselves.
1: It's probably easier for them to feed off the cues of the humans yeah. when they're not in a kennel that they oh, can yeah. they're next to the human that they know. It's like uh-huh. well this person's not worked up, so this visitor is probably okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you trust
1: them, I trust them. What was the inspiration for Shep's Place?
0: I was a volunteer at uh, Great Plains here in Independence, and I walked the dogs but also took pictures for the website. After a while, I, I realized that it wasn't really any point to even take pictures of the puppies because people would come and adopt the puppies. Yep, by, the I, post- by the time I got the <laughs> picture posted, they were gone anyway. Mm-hmm. I was particularly fond of the older dogs because they were more mellow and friendly. And But I noticed week after week, you'd come back and they would still be there while all the other dogs were coming and going. And it just sort of made me made me sad it made my heart hurt to see them there week after week you know, you know why why are you why is somebody not taking you home you're such mm-hmm. a sweet switch a sweet girl so we adopted a dog from there Shep for who Shep's place is named and he was just a, a at that time an eight-year-old beagle and just your normal dog nothing special um, he just you know was easily overlooked but uh, we loved him and took him home and he just represented to me, what these dogs can do with a second chance, you know, to get them out of there and and they can sort of blossom and be themselves. So uh, we wanted my wife and I to be able to help other dogs like Shep that were stuck in the shelter and couldn't find a home. At the time, we were we had been in a big house for a long time, and my son grew up and moved away, and we were like, let's we were wanting to downsize anyway. So we started looking at places in the country that would have a lot of room for our dogs to run around, and some of those places had, like, little barns or outbuildings. I said, you know, we could put some kennels in those outbuildings, and we could foster some of these senior dogs and get them out of there. Like, oh, that's a good idea. And then we kept looking and sort of blossomed into this thing where we actually bought two adjacent houses. We live next door, and then remodeled this entire house to be the dog's house and uh, so that's where shep's place came from to try to help dogs like shep senior dogs stuck in the shelter or in the rescue who have been overlooked
1: Prior to doing Shep's Place, did you have any experience in a (laughs) not-for-profit, operating a shelter,
0: running a business? No, not, not even the least. I've been a teacher for 30 years. This is not anything that I had any experience with, nothing I ever intended to do. I wasn't even a dog person six years ago. I considered myself a cat person. I'd had cats my whole life. My son growing up you always wanted a dog. And wife was like, well, you don't want a dog. It's going to get hair on the furniture mm-hmm. and blah, blah, and chew things up. And so it was when he moved away, and uh, my wife would be, at, when I wasn't at home, she said, it's awfully quiet in here. I really think I'd be happier with a dog. I'm like, okay, we'll get a dog. And then we immediately fell in love. So we're born again dog people. Yeah, and then it was, I had to learn everything from scratch and i've relied a lot on on a lot of other people and our volunteers like angie here who knows a lot more about dog medical care and uh, but the whole deal with with starting a nonprofit, yeah that's been from scratch i uh went and you know i said if i'm actually going to do this this was in 2017 when i first started getting serious about it I said, I, you know, if I'm going to think about actually committing to something like that, I better make sure I know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So I tried to get online and find some other senior dog sanctuaries, of which there aren't that many. There's some opening recently. Uh, and I hooked up with a guy at the Senior Dog Sanctuary of Maryland named val lynch and he offered to put me up for a couple days and i flew out there and i got to interview all the people at his place and see an operation and visit their fundraising and it answered like a million questions and sort of made it more you know rather than just this ooh la rainbows dream Mm -hmm. you know well We'll just open the doors bring us your dogs and it'll all be great you know down to well you need to do this and you have to have the lawyer to do that and then you know, it took a good uh, year and a half after that before we actually opened, but that's where I came from. Uh, nobody out there, if they are interested in doing it, could have started with less of a dog background <laughs> than I did if they're thinking about
1: that. Well, I think it's important to note mm-hmm. that uh, this reminds me of the interview we did with Dave Hensley of Bar K, mm-hmm. that he talks about all the people who told them, once they come to Bar K, like, oh, I had this idea years ago. <laughs> But they didn't do anything about it. Right. And also that the vision for Bar K compared to what it is now, vastly different. Mm -hmm. Likewise with you, it's like, oh, Oh, we can just throw some kennels in a shed or a barn. Right. But you actually have to take the steps to do it Mm -hmm. once you have the idea, but then also be willing to pivot as you learn what your opportunities are and Mm -hmm. what the reality of the marketplace might be. Mm -hmm. So uh, those of you out there who have an idea for helping dogs or starting a business or pursuing some dream, you got to start. Exactly. So start, take an example and if, and from you, our yeah, guests.
0: You know, if you, if you keep at it long enough, you eventually will get there. You might get somewhere else. Even better. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> You'll get, get somewhere. somewhere that's, that's better than where you started. That's, that's,
1: yes. that's the key. Mm-hmm. When a dog comes to Shep's place, mm-hmm. What does the future hold for them? What are their options once they come to Shep's place? Okay.
0: The dogs, we are a sanctuary, meaning that the dogs don't ever have to leave. They are welcome to stay here for the rest of their life if necessary. And there are several dogs we have that were sort of in the older stages and have some medical issues uh, that we're just going to keep forever. Rusty right there. She's 15 and she sort of has dementia. You have to help her find her way to the outside sometimes she's the sweetest girl in the world but uh she does well here in this environment it doesn't have to go up and down stairs and all that we're gonna keep her forever so when we first opened we sort of assumed that that would be the normal situation that most of the dogs would just come and stay that's why they ended up here is because they weren't being adopted elsewhere but we thought you know if someone wanted to adopt them we were totally open to that because we still think, I mean, this is a good place for the dogs to live. We still think it's better if they are in their own home with their own person, you know, there's less chaos, more attention for them. We said, well, if, if, if people do want to adopt them, we'll be open to that. And since we've opened, the adoption part has been a lot more important than we expected it would be, a lot more successful than we expected it would be. We had 10 dogs here two weeks ago and in another week, we'll be down to four because the other six have all been adopted out. I think people just see the dogs on the Facebook page and see them, you know, playing and having fun. Mm-hmm. And they and they, it warms their heart to see the dogs. And uh, it, that that sort of getting the word out there about these dogs uh, sort of brings the people out to see them that otherwise would never have known that they were there.
1: Well, the mission of Rosie Fund is to help senior and harder to adopt dogs. Mm-hmm. Because dogs that have a challenge being adopted, certainly seniors fall into that category. But sometimes it's a younger dog with a health issue or that is a particular breed or a dog that just doesn't present well in the shelter. And the analogy I give to people is if my wife had first met me (laughs) and I was in prison and I didn't know why, I probably wouldn't have presented well. (laughs) And that's the case with a lot of these dogs. And what you're doing is putting them in an environment where they present
0: well. Yeah. You can see what they would be like living in a house being a normal dog. Instead of a dog yeah. that's stressed out because it's exactly. percepts, antisocial. Jumping or, up and down at the the yeah. gate of the kennel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know.
1: mm-hmm. And I, I guess I would also equate the dogs here to gas station sushi. Okay. That you have all these convenience store gas stations that have food available. Right. And some of them have sushi. It may be perfectly good sushi. It may be the best sushi you've ever had. Mm-hmm. But you don't go there looking for sushi. Yeah. And so you overlook it and you grab the, the convenient, the easy, the expected. Whereas at Shep's Place, mm-hmm. this is what someone's looking for. If they're yeah, on your website or they true. come here, they, like they old have dogs. already uh-huh. overcome that blind spot yes. to senior dogs. Mm-hmm. And I just think this is a great opportunity for these dogs, a great opportunity for adopters yes. to see a dog in uh-huh. a genuine environment and not that artificial environment of a shelter. What sort of surprises did you encounter either from step one or (laughs) as things got rolling Uh that you didn't expect at all?
0: Oh, boy. Um,
1: And we try to keep our interviews under a half hour. Right. (laughs) So So, so talk (laughs) faster. Well, no. It's just that the list of surprises yeah, might be so you. extensive the list of uh-huh. that that's a part two interview or something.
0: <laughs> well, like I said, since I did not have any background in starting nonprofits, but also in opening businesses and all that, there was a whole lot of just rules and regulations with the the government, the city, and the state, and things that I was not familiar with. And so we bought this house, and I'm like, yeah, we'll just we'll throw some paint on it and you know we can throw some dogs in there but you know there's a turns out you know if you want to be a licensed animal shelter in missouri there's a whole lot of criteria you Mm -hmm. have to have this much room for this many dogs and you know the, the play yard needs to be this big and the city requires this kind of fence and that tall and this fall back from the street and so that whole thing sort of bloomed into this giant renovation project that i had never really intended um and I didn't know if we could afford, but uh, the other big surprise—I'll be honest—I'm—I'm—I'm—I I'm, can be pessimistic about things sometimes, even though this is a giant leap of faith. It's mm-hmm. like out of character, <laughs> out of character for me, and I sort of assumed uh, worst case that I would open this up. We would get a few volunteers. We would get a few donors. It would struggle because a lot of places do. And I would subsidize it until all my retirement funds were gone. And then I would sadly have to close it. And yeah. I just wanted to prolong that. in long- your own sanctuary. <laughs> yeah. Prolong that as long as possible. But miracle of 21st century, I have a friend named Cindy Rogers and her husband Jeff they run a PR firm here in Independence and I grew up with Cindy and she said hey we can probably get you uh, some TV spots I'm like oh that'd be awesome that people would know we're open and so she did and we got on TV and then they did an awesome job putting the story together and spinning it because they're professionals and they posted it somewhere and then suddenly TV stations around the United States we're playing this, I got a call from my cousin in Arizona. I said we just saw you on our TV station going and and then all of a sudden I've got people from Brazil and South America and France and Mexico sending messages and point being we ended up being able to fund this out of the donations and we've actually, you know, where I'm real solid ground at the moment. I never expected that to happen. I thought this would be, you know, a financial struggle from day one. It was hard getting going. People don't want to donate when you're not open yet. Yeah, we it's, don't it's, have it's, any dogs. Yes, we, we, <laughs> we have you, this dream. Would yeah. you please give us thousands yeah. of dollars? And for understandable. But once it, one of us was opened and people saw what we were doing, then all these senior dog lovers just jumped right in and have made it, uh, made it the impossible true. So thank you to anyone who has donated to us. It's, it's really been a miracle.
1: If someone wants to adopt a dog at Shep's Place, mm-hmm. what is that process?
0: Well, the process, you go to our website or to Petfinder. We post all of our adoptable dogs there. And if you see one that you would like to meet... On our website, shepsplace.org, there's a tab for adoption and there's a form to fill out. As I said earlier, we don't have to adopt out our dogs at all. You know, it's not like a big public shelter where they they're really you know anxious. You know, it's their job. They mm-hmm. they have tons of dogs coming in. They need to have tons of dogs. If they don't want to be a kill shelter, they have to have tons of dogs coming out. Yeah, you don't have animal control just dumping ra- dogs. No, and got to find I know. You know, when yeah. more you know more power to them. Thank you. You know, Someone you all for doing, doing the job. Oh, you know, yes. Yes, you know, I mean, it's that's an amazingly hard job. We have a lot easier job <laughs> compared to them. But uh, we're not going to adopt out one of our dogs unless we feel it's in their best interest. If they're going to go to a home that they're going to be happy in and well taken care of. So we do have the people come in and meet them in person and then we check their vet references and then we set up a home visit just to come and see not not to be you know super critical or anything but just to make sure that is a place that the dog would fit in and if all of that works out then can take the dog we've had 19 dogs come in so far and we will have adopted out 12 of them, I think, within next week. What do you see as the future for Shep's Place? Short term, uh, you know, we're, we're still within our first year of operation, and we're still learning things constantly and trying to do things better. You know, we've been improving our enrichment procedures for the dogs. Uh, we have a... Eagle Scout that's going to come build some agility equipment in the yard so the dogs can practice, you know, not that they're going to be running any dog Olympics, but just, you know, just to keep them limber and all of that and healthy. The dream is to be, we've had a maximum of 10 dogs at a time, which is good. It would be, even more awesome if you could help twenty dogs or thirty dogs or forty dogs. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, yes. there's no shortage of dogs. There is no shortage of
0: dogs that need help. This was all that we could afford to start with this small house and with maybe a capacity of ten. Um, and yeah, even if, if you could
1: afford it to start at forty, starting the at, yes, to starting to at ten was great,
0: Yes, was the right thing to do because and then I always thought if this works out. Give us a few years to figure out our procedures, mm-hmm. get to all the contacts in the community. Yeah, you know, this establishes to, proof to, of concept. To, yes, proof of concept. To show the donors we know what we're doing, we're capable, we're not just wasting funds, we're taking care of these dogs and the money's going to the dogs. And then if, uh, if three or four years down the road we say, hey, we're helping 10 dogs at a time, wouldn't it be awesome if we could do 40 dogs at a time? It'll require another building. There is ten acres of land back behind here. We do have space here if we, at that point, wanted to build a new facility. Mm-hmm. For right now, we're super happy with with this and making this go. And if that's all it ever is, it's still we're we're, we're happy with that. That's, but
1: it's helping countless dogs
0: exactly. But we could help more countless mm-hmm. dogs. If
1: we would. It would be even yeah. harder to count those countless dogs <laughs> with a larger facility. If somebody yeah. wants to contribute to your cause either with their time or their money how do Mm -hmm. they do that
0: we're an entirely volunteer run organization nobody is paid to do anything here from the board on down and so we live and die by how many good volunteers we have and our volunteers are awesome you know how you said that uh, uh, well we were talking before that uh, just before this started about you know someone said if i had the i when, I had the, the idea. Yeah, I had oh, that no, idea for Barquet. Yeah. yeah, for Barquet exactly. Like everyone had the idea yeah, for Barquet, but, but but it's hard Dave to make it, it happen. Dave actually this did turned it. out yes, that was for this. Uh, same thing with here. A lot. I, I don't know how many people said I always wanted to start some place for old dogs, and I just couldn't figure out how to do it. But if you make it available, they're glad to jump in, and we've had just uh, several hundred volunteers jump in to help. We try to have two volunteers here. At, all times from 7am to 7pm at night the dogs sleep by themselves and they they do sleep that's all they do, they're old dogs at night If you are interested in volunteering, it's a pretty easy gig if you're a dog lover. I mean, you come in, you clean up the house for maybe 10 minutes or so to keep it nice and clean for the dogs, and then you hang out for the rest of the two hours, take them outside. A lot of times, they just want to curl up on the couch, and you can read a book or watch TV. On our website, uh, shepsplace.org, there's a, a tab for volunteer, and there's an application on there, and if you just fill that out, then our volunteer coordinator, Amy, will get back with you and uh, try to set up, uh, there's just a short orientation that they go through, and then they sign up for shifts online, uh, two-hour shifts, whenever it's convenient for them to come.
1: When you say whenever it's convenient, that doesn't mean you have to be here once a week or twice a week. So just when you come, it's a two-hour commitment. Right, right. Because I get that a lot when people ask me about the shelters where uh, my wife and I volunteer. They'll say, i wouldn't be able to get in there every week because I have my kids have stuff. Yeah, so It's like, if you can come in for you come a shift in, this week and we don't see you again until next month and yeah. then you come in twice a week, those are hours that otherwise would not be filled. Exactly. And we, if you get enough people mm-hmm. doing that, because you're not going to find somebody or enough somebody who's to say, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there 40 hours a week. Yeah, it's there like, are, there are a few, yeah, but, I don't but, but no, no. I don't yeah. need 20, I just yeah. need a shift. Uh-huh. Cover a shift and we'll right. go from there. Just like exactly. like you were saying, just like mm-hmm. starting A foundation, it's like you got to start whenever, wherever you start, and then go from there.
0: And uh, for the donation thing, in addition to volunteering, we, we get by on donations. And so a lot of people donate items. We have an Amazon wish list for Shep's Place Senior Dog Sanctuary. You can also donate monetarily to a number of different ways, either on Facebook or through PayPal or. You can even just send an old-fashioned check here. That's totally acceptable. We, we don't you'll care. We're not too picky. But on our website, there's a uh, there's a tab for donations, and it gives like four or five different uh, links that you can go to to donate. So again, the website is shepsplace.org. And we are a 501c3 tax-deductible public charity. So. so
1: you'll get a receipt for your contributions yes. And mm-hmm. you can find out more about volunteering at shepsplace.org. Russell... Thank you so much for what you do, and mm. thank you for spending time with us today. And I know your time is very valuable, even though you don't get paid for it. <laughs> there's there's yeah. so much that you do, and I hope that there are listeners out there who either find their dog because they listen to this interview mm-hmm. or help other dogs through Shep's Place because you took time for this interview. Thank you again, Russell. Well, thank you very much. On dog Words, we share tips and tricks. Today, we have some tips that seem appropriate since we're talking about the senior dogs at Shep's Place. On MarketWatch.com, Deb Hipp writes, Your dog is getting old. Here's what you can do. Here are 10 tips that can benefit any dog that's starting to show its age. Number one, watch your dog's weight. Keep your dog lean to protect their joints and avoid diabetes, heart disease, and other obesity-related illnesses. If your old dog is the proper weight, You should be able to feel the ribs with your fingertips, but not be able to see them. Number two, keep your dog active. Some older dogs skip the sit posture, flopping right from standing to laying down because the muscles they need for moving through these positions are weakening. To help those muscles stay strong, practice sit and come at mealtime and throughout the day to help your dog retain the ability to get up and down. Number three, elevate food and water bowls. Letting a dog lay down to eat or drink is enabling. Give them reasons to stand. Four. Use joint supplements. Your vet can recommend supplements that are appropriate for your dog's specific needs. Along with supplements like fish oil, we use a prescription dog food for peaches that promotes mobility. Number five. consider a good harness. Even though you want to encourage your dog to be active, be ready to assist them when necessary. If they're falling or seem unstable when they use the stairs or don't have good footing on smooth or slick surfaces, you can use a harness to steady them and help prevent injury. Number six. Try acupuncture or cold laser therapy. Cold laser therapy uses light, not heat, to stimulate wound and injury healing. I used this myself for an injury and was amazed by my recovery. If you don't understand how this therapy works or how acupuncture works, it doesn't matter. If it works, it works. It's worth trying on your dog if it improves their quality of life. Number seven, give daily massages. We plan on having a dog massage therapist on the show, so we'll have a lot more to share on this. But for now, just know that, like humans, massage relieves stress and aids muscle function and range of motion by lengthening the tight muscles in dogs. And a dog that's stressed because age is reducing their activity and mobility gets psychological relief from daily massage. Just 5 to 10 minutes a day can make a huge difference. Number 8. Practice Range of Motion Exercises Moving your dog's legs through motion can keep joint fluid from becoming sticky and make movement more comfortable. Gently extend each leg without pulling on it five times while your dog lies on their side. Then, turn them over and work the other side. You'll find plenty of instructional videos for range of motion exercises and massage on YouTube. We had to do this for Peaches when she had her ACL surgery. At first, you could tell she didn't understand why we were doing this. But after a few days, she seemed to understand and welcome the therapy. Number nine. Be aware of your dog's vision. If your dog hesitates at the stairs or when going outside at night, it may be a sign that their vision is deteriorating. Flip the light on or go outside with them. Also keep your dog's visual acuity in mind when you rearrange the furniture. And finally, number 10, continue giving your dog joy. Find ways to keep providing things your dog loves, even if lack of mobility stands in the way. Dogs are social animals. Even if they can't run around the park anymore, you can still sit down with them at the park or any of their favorite places to socialize with other people or animals. Those are today's tips on dog words. If you have a tip to share with our listeners, use the submission form on the podcast page at rosyfund.org. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. I want to thank our guest, Russell Clothier of Shep's Place Senior Dog Sanctuary in Independence. Go to ShepsPlace.org to learn more about donating, volunteering, and adopting. I also want to thank alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's episode of Dog Words. Learn more about The Wires at thewires.info, and download their music on iTunes. When you visit rosiefund.org for more information about Rosiefund, please click on the links for Facebook, Instagram, and our free YouTube channel, you can help support our mission by making Rosie fund your charity with Amazon smile and check out the store in the Rosie fund at town square at rosiefund.org. Also download and subscribe to dog words on your favorite podcast platform. And please share this podcast. This helps us with sponsorships. Then Rosie fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions and suggestions via the website and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the dog words podcast. Remember we save each other.